Okay, cool. Hey, I'm Sean. Uh, I'm here uh, doing the Campfire Passport podcast with my favorite production assistant, not editor, maybe a different word that we're going to find that's going to be better. Um, And we're going to be doing uh, a little Campfire Passport podcast with our good friends Jesse and Luke, which uh, need no introduction because they've been here before. We're going to talk a bit about the last show that we did. Um, That'll be a week behind, but we actually just recorded, so it'll be fresh in everybody's mind, and Colin is just pulling his hair out trying to edit because we all sounded terrible. Uh, So sorry about that. Uh, There's going to be some rig prep details, and then we're going to go into a little bit of what's coming up uh, from your favorite car camping crew. That's us, just in case you didn't know. So uh, let's let the other guys in. Jesse, how did you like the last show? You listened? Yes, I listened, and um, I thought it was good. I thought it went as well as it possibly could for two people who hadn't done it yet. Um, I need more Lauren, to be honest. That guy has so (laughs) much random information about some really funny shit. Like, the... The, the story about the motorcycle company that bought the castle to manufacture this motorcycle. It's like, <laughs> I need to hear more yeah. about that. I don't even think they I used... Think... Norton didn't even use it to manufacture motorcycles. They used it as no, a no, corporate no. headquarters. It was just to buy a castle, basically. Yeah, just because. It's amazing. I, I, I love that story. It's so great. So, yes, I, I need think... more Lauren. I think more... Uh, I think, Lauren, a deep dive on one brand... For Lauren could be a really fun uh, thing to listen to, or Ken Burns level put you to sleep. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I love Ken Burns. Oh my god, I love Ken Burns. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought the quality was agitating in the moment. Actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought in the moment, but like midway through, I was like, oh man, I I don't know. Um, but I think we pulled it out. I think that the conversation was interesting, which was kind of cool. Um, that was like a new, <clears throat> not to say that we haven't had good conversation before, but that felt like we got a little bit more into uh, better conversation, which I'm hoping we can do today, too. Yeah. You guys definitely talked more about stuff outside of our group. Like stuff that's more pertinent to the auto world. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, I was actually going to elaborate since that was, I know this is going to be weird because we're going to have it a week delay, but like the Overland Expo West thing, I laughed all day because I spent a lot of time on social media looking up company stuff today. And man, it got rained out, looked awful. So, you know, ha for them. (laughs) (laughs) yep this whole i thought it's just been raining constantly for like three weeks here so oh is it rainy there too i guess you're close enough in weather pattern right yeah we share we kind of share a weather pattern and uh yeah it's been non-stop it's pretty cool it's been gorgeous here except for the thunderstorms in the evening but whatever that's natural 
summer stuff. Yeah. That's I mean, not officially summer, but it's I'm wearing shorts every day, so it's officially summer, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, welcome to the family. The, oh, yes. Uh, no, no slides, though. I'm not getting into that. Sorry. Crocs? style. Well, yeah, that's your loss, man. I'll crock it up here and there. Uh, the big thing that we talked about and i kept alluding to it because the press release dropped like literally right as we started the podcast last time so i tried to like not say as much as i could but i still said a couple things that were a little spoilery um was the tacoma the tacoma is the the big the big news uh i think that what i didn't say yesterday because i was trying to be vague uh or on the last podcast i should probably say uh, was the trail hunter thing is interesting, and I want to get one thought off before I pass the buck to probably Jesse because he looks like he's brewing up some anger. <laughs> no, the trail hunter. The trail hunter is a pretty interesting. It you know it reminds me of like an Easter Jeep Safari concept almost. Like it it doesn't really feel like a real vehicle because it's almost co-branded with ARB, which is strange, and. Really cool, though. A couple cool details that I, Luke probably nerded out on the details more than I did, but I showed everybody earlier today. There's, like, a rear diff guard that's really cool. It's, like, it's not something you see on a stock rig. There's a turn-down under-body exhaust, so it doesn't go... I don't think it goes past the rear axle. I think it goes right before the rear axle and dumps, which is, like, that's really weird for a manufacturer to do in a cool way. Like, when we're talking about overland and off-road stuff... Like, that's a really cool thing. That's the way a lot of exhaust that any one of us would put on our rigs is because it's out of the way, which is awesome. Um, it's also got fabricated upper control arms, which I found really interesting because that's like a, a main thing that Tacoma bros do. Right, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First yeah. thing you do is change your UCAs. <laughs> yeah, because that's like a thing that everybody does. And it so for them to do it right away and then the uh, OME... Um, 2.5 uh, monotube shocks uh, on there, and then also, I, is it the? I think the Pro is the one that's got the hydro bump. Uh, but either way, super cool. Um, the thing that got me though, the thing that I wanted to say, I like it, 100%. I like the styling. I'm fully on board with all of them. But I want to know if it was ARB or Toyota that decided that sport rack thing was the good idea. It looks stupid. <laughs> Why? Do we need a tr- a Chuck Norris Ram from the '90s on our new Tacoma? Why is that okay? I don't, I don't know. understand it at all. Back Doesn't to the future. The new TRX. <laughs> yeah, TRX has it. Oh, Nissan has launched it, yeah. the Titan with one also, and nobody bought it. It was a dealer installed accessory, and I sold one. Um, the Colorado <laughs> to did it too. Same, yeah. I, I don't, I don't okay, understand. So. Somebody in these marketing departments thinks, "Oh, we need this." I'd never mm-hmm. once heard yeah, someone say, the, "You know what I bed want?" Light bar. A stupid-looking half-bed roll bar thing. Uh, it yeah. doesn't even have a light or anything. It's not like it's got some cool thing. It's got Molly panels, but they're shaped like this, and I'm holding up a triangle. It looks like an awkward <laughs> Dorito with holes in it because that's <laughs> what it is, and I don't know what you'd ever attach to it. And it, even that, if you could attach something to it, now all of a sudden you've cut out, I don't know, three quarters of the people that are going to buy that truck and want to put a rooftop tent over the back or a GFC or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Totally agree. I, I mean, I would assume it's an option that you can not like have. They just want to put every yeah. bolt-on on it for it's the show car. So almost. Oh, look, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Almost guaranteed it's a dealer-installed option. Yeah. It's neat that it's got like a Prinzu style roof rack. Like I, I that's yeah. a neat option to have or to come with. And then the snorkel, I hate snorkels, by the way, obviously. The snorkel's pretty cool. It's really tight to the body. It's like vented on the side and it doesn't have a dorky big stupid filter. Um, which I think is cool. Uh for a snorkel. But Jesse, how much do you hate it? Scale one to ten. Uh about a five to be honest i feel a little bit indifferent the body styling really hasn't hit me yet i do appreciate that um it's not very similar to the third gen but it still has hints of the heritage um i noticed that they did quote unquote fix the seating issue for people like colin who hate sitting in something like this, you know, (laughs) like all of us people who drive Toyotas, we sit with our feet almost aligned with our ass. Not me. Not me. Not you. Yeah. Land Cruiser fixed that. They're better. Yes. But yeah. um, Yeah. You sit in the, uh, the vehicle version of those low backpacking chairs that Eileen and I have. Yes. <laughs> so, I, although that that you might that be better in one of those apply, <laughs> <laughs> although that fix does not apply to people like me who I actually like sitting like that. I don't mind it. Um, I do appreciate that Toyota is starting to listen to their consumers and listen to the community and do things like the disc brakes. Even though I don't care, it has rear discs. That's okay. Everybody uh, does. I mean, but everybody else in the world's like, oh, finally, Tacoma has rear disc brakes. And I was like, it, <laughs> you're not towing a fifth wheel. It's okay. You don't need discs. What's going to be funny is when they're all mad that they wear out rear brakes. Because <laughs> light duty yeah. trucks wear out rear brakes really quickly. Yeah. Or it's going to be a situation where they uh, get rocks stuck in them all the time from driving on gravel roads and then get pissed off about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So community is just going to find something else to complain about. But I, the overarching point with the disc brakes, even though I don't think they belong on the back of a Tacoma, I appreciate that Toyota is listening to the community um, and changing a couple things about the rig because I think that they want to compete with things like the Raptor, the ZR2, and the uh, um, Rubicon. Because... Rubicon. Uh, there, there was a really, really big deficit in the third gen that did yeah, not didn't, compete didn't with those. people from buying it. Because Toyota's like, Toyota has marketing. Like, they're really good at it. And they have that years of dependability and international sales that keep all of us uh, USDM buying them. Yeah. Even though we'd did much rather the, have a highlight. Uh, yeah, of course. Well, I don't know. We had a Mexican Hilux come into my old shop uh, right before I left, and they're fine. I, I think it's cool that they have a diesel. I think it's cool it's manual or can be a manual. Like they, they have some cool stuff, but aesthetically, I think your truck, Jesse, or any of the other 
like third gen. I'm bad with that with mm-hmm. Tacomas, I guess. Third gen Tacomas are better looking subjectively than a Hilux. I think a Hilux is cooler because it's the we can't get it effect here. True. Um, but every time I see one, I'm like, oh, okay. You see them on the Australian four wheel drive shows, and like they're kind of cool then. But usually it's because they're kitted out to the max. Like it's it's as much as it, it can be. Um, did you, uh, did any of you or all of you, I'm sure that Luke definitely saw the TRD seat. It's that the, is a, yeah. the hot so seat stupid. On the so before I got to that, I just wanted to say, uh, <laughs> such it's that the gimmicks that they're throwing at this shit is so bad. The speaker and the seats, it's to. just like, it's, they, they have to throw all these gimmicks at it because they can, because it's not going to slow down the sales. It's still a Toyota truck. So it, it's going to sell no matter what they do. So they have that leeway to just throw stupid ideas at it. But God, that seat is stupid as shit looking. Like, it is so terrible. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking bad. That's the- they have to. Everybody does. I mean, we have the speaker. The, the Jeep has the same speaker option. It's just not in the dash. Rivian has it too. Uh, all I was going to say really quickly uh, was when, now that I'm looking at it on my computer instead of on my phone where the aspect ratios are all wonky, uh, I actually hate it less. <laughs> the, the overall package? The overall thing. I'm looking at, I'm looking at road and track right now and I'm like, you know... I'll, it'll probably grow on me just like the Tundra did. I hated the Tundra when in photos when I first saw it. And now I see Tundras and Sequoias and, Sequoias and I'm like, that's fine. It's, it's, um, it's, I think it looks pretty good. I don't even notice the Chevys anymore. Remember when, when, that, when the body style of Chevy that Ryan has came out and everybody just despised those? They were the size of a Kenworth in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, now I don't even notice that they're different. So... I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. Um, but the seats yeah. are cool. That's one of the things I uh, Kyle Kennard on Road and Track has a really cool uh, article about that. Um, I mean, he wrote a thousand words about a seat, so I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, the type of nerd it's that like would. Yeah. Two axis adjust. Well, it's like two axis adjustable, um, yeah, and it's yeah. it's got air shocks in it. It's it you know, yeah the that, other cool that have Schrader valves cool that you have to pump up. I was gonna yeah. say you have to use a Schrader valve like <laughs> bicycle pump to change the settings on your seat. There's probably a freaking hand pump under the seat. Well, um, if you get the trailer, well, it has there, there's no, a it has the, the it has a built-in has compressor, a compressor in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, run the yeah. line. Throw a trailer, have yeah. a compressor. <laughs> The other one, so, I, the other feature I thought was uh, cool and unique that nobody had done yet was the uh, tailgate release button in the side of the uh, the headlight, in the side of the taillight. Yeah, or sorry, taillight. Oh, that was pretty that cool. Yet. Yeah, so you yeah. could press one of the the sides of the taillights. It doesn't matter which side, and it'll drop your tailgate or pick it up. And then you can also give it a little knee, and it will yeah. push it up. And it'll it'll so engage the. Um, they've adopted auto. some like Highlander tech to the uh, Tacoma, which I was like, oh, that's kind of a useful, probably more useful than what goes into a Highlander. So, what's interesting? I was thinking about this uh, when we were talking this morning. We we talked at length via Instagram Messenger, which is the worst medium to have a conversation. <laughs> but that aside, we we talked about it a little bit this morning, and by a little bit, I mean for like an hour. 
Um, the, uh, God, where, oh, the tech. I didn't make this point because I didn't want to bring it up because I knew that it was going to start an argument that would be much better for the podcast. But it's got a lot of tech, and I think that's cool. I think that's good. I like tech stuff, even though I drive an old car. But, like, I'm wondering if the JL facelift, which I'm assuming must be on the horizon. It's already out. It, it's, it came out uh, at Easter what? Jeep. It's it's a month old. Okay. Does it have the... Oh, it does. It has the bigger screen. The it like has the big... Uh, 12, yeah. Three Not quite the okay. Grand Wagoneer's version. It's, like, yeah. slightly... Because the Grand, the, the Grand Wagoneer has wild stuff. Um, but it has what's in the, uh, the Grand Cherokee, the 12.1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, some of the tech associated with that. Uh, it's got a little bit different yeah, grill think... shape, a little more of a YJ ish grill shape to it too. Mm-hmm. But, um, there's some other tech thing. that comes along with it, but whatever. I think that if the, you know, they can push a tiny bit more, it's Jeep and they don't want to like soil the brand with too much technology probably, but you know, mm-hmm. Toyota has done a pretty good job with like putting out tech in a way that works every time. It's not groundbreaking, but it's really well done. And I think that helps push the rest of the crew, the rest of the other vehicles to do it. Chevy, who knows? I, I haven't driven a new news or Colorado at all. So mm-hmm. I, I've seen, I guess, maybe some They're They're just come out. Um, and the ZR2 is cool, but... I don't know. I it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me as much as the Tacoma does. I I think I think the conversation switches and we kind of did this the last podcast, but I think it switches to Ranger Raptor even though they're not like combined as a uh you know competitor. There's so much in the same market that mm-hmm. I think that's the one that you look at and you go, "Yep, that's the one." I I don't know. I think if you everybody's going to on it. You know, it's like I said earlier the uh, I'm I have a heavy Jeep bias. I'm going to go like I'm looking right now at those spy photos of the Bison, and I think, man, that thing's cool. Same with the Raptor. Same with the Tacoma. Oh, like Mike is going to be so happy that you brought that up. Does gosh. it have thirty fives on it? It's got thirty fives according to the spy <laughs> shots from Motor Trend. Did you guys know that Mike was the first guy yeah. to put thirty fives <laughs> on a JK and drive it on the moon? He, uh, yeah, but moon. so what you were talking about, the Jeep ten, Wrangler tends to get that stuff last after it's gone through rigorous amounts of abuse in Grand Cherokee and Ram 1500. Um, and then Chrysler Group kind of plans that stuff out. And then the other thing is that this is the last update of JL, um, before the next generation platform comes, which will be much more adaptable to electric and hybrid things more than it already is, which it is the best selling plug in hybrid in America, the JL. It is. Yep. Um, it leads the pack. But. Uh, do you think, I mean, that, that that's an interesting thing that I didn't think about till right now. Do you think we'll see a Tacoma Prime, a plug in Tacoma hybrid? Because the, the iForce Max is is a hybrid i would assume that the limited will i doubt on the pro i mean maybe but i would imagine that the limited the top line car the luxury or you know the top line truck the uh, luxury version will have a plug-in option even if it's not in the press release or even if it takes 18 months before it's rolled out i would imagine that plug-in is certainly coming everything else in the toyota hybrid lineup is plug-in 
And I would assume that yeah. same thing because the that limited is also very designed towards the city living where the plug-in is more adaptable into your life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it would only make sense for that. Yeah, so... But then you need a ninth Tundra trim model. Sequoia. Yeah, Tundra Sequoia doesn't have plug-in option. But I, I bet it will. I, I'm sure I it will. I mean, there's room... There's room for a battery, right? Like it's it's a big vehicle. Well, they already have a battery. The it's it's a yeah. 1.8 kilowatt battery with, with and it's a 288 volt hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's a mild hybrid, as they call it. But um, and this is in well, the Tacoma. It is a mild hybrid. The power out of that thing is Absurd. impressive. God, uh, yeah, 465 I mean, foot pounds of torque without putting diesel in it. That's yep. nice. It's yep. a four cylinder. It complains. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's a turbo it is, four cylinder at least. It is less than half the size of the LQ4 in my suburban, and it has more horsepower and more torque. Way more torque. Way more torque. I think that LQ4 Way has some torque. like there was like three hundred and thirty torque. Something like that. Yeah. It's that uh, makes sense. It. I mean, yeah. You. You. You've got your. So anyway, basically. They have half the cylinders, they throw a turbo on it and an electric motor behind it, and they're like, all right, cool, you know what, <laughs> here's your absurd this, horsepower. This could be our wild speculation for the, the day, because I don't remember this fact for sure, but I think that this 2.4 is basically the same thing, like, block, long block-wise, that all the, like, current Toyota-driven FD teams are using because they take so well to boost and they're so burly. I guess Don't that would be me. a Aaron Petty question. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think that's the I think that's the architecture for sure. What I got from reading on the internet, and this is just all speculation, is that this is a designed off the two AZ FE. Their their standard uh sorry, all of a sudden my dog started freaking out. I'm gonna shut my door. Sorry, that, I'm I'm doing something worse than Mike taking a pee. Oh come on! Yeah, okay, that's the Atkinson. Yeah. So uh, yes, it, it it is it. From what I've seen, is that the original design is yeah. It's like uh, it's the two AZFE is the basis for the motor that they've been using since two thousand. If I want to, re- if I'm remembering correctly. So I can. Fact check you if you keep talking. Yeah, it's two uh, eight, yep. 2000. 2000. So it's <laughs> Phil, God, Phil. Jesse. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, how many know. times Mike got stuck on day one, but for sure as shit, I can remember the year that the 2AZ FE come out, came out. <laughs> That's about the same amount of times. 2000. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, that was bad. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's cool. Um, I, I think that uh, it's a jump up from the terrible 3.5, right? Yeah, 3.5 that everybody seemed to hate, that didn't really do much and didn't make a lot of sense because the 4 liter was fine before it and mm-hmm. it was supposed to be more efficient, but it wasn't. And it was supposed to have a better transmission, but it didn't. Yeah, now it's things. got the 8 speed, which is kind of, yeah. if it's the same 8 speed that everybody else uses, if it's a ZF, um, it's yeah. universally loved. I have one, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, everybody. I mean, everybody loves that. Um, and to also, since we're on transmissions, um, 
you guys were speculating last night uh, about the Tacoma having a uh, six-speed manual, and it is confirmed that it does, which is um, with automatic cool. rev matching. Yes, and anti-stall anti-stall technology, which I don't know what that does, but whatever. That that's that's cool. Uh, I don't think it's like is it Koenigsegg? <laughs> it has that like weird automated manual scenario or manual manual. Yeah, I don't really know anything. About, yeah, I, I don't really know anything about it. I know the rev match thing. Nissan first came to market with the Z with the three seventy Z years ago, and it's just they put a different type of sensor on the clutch pedal so it knows when you're putting your foot on the clutch and then it revs the engine automatically. Uh, it's like, But as far as anti-stall, I don't really know anything about that. I just noticed a really interesting thing on the uh, Toyota site that I didn't see. Uh, it says, the new and luxurious limited grade now features full-time four-wheel drive with a center-locking differential on iForce oh, Max modules. So okay. it is a pickup Land Cruiser. Yes, yeah. and it is a true, from what I saw, it is actually a true center lock diff, which is mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. That's neat. It's all right. I, I don't, I mean, I guess I understand it for like Denver or whatever. Land Cruisers obviously had like it for a long time. Uh, Forerunners had it in the Limited for for at least yeah. half of the last generation Forerunner, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the predecessor too uh, also okay. had full time yeah. like that, so... Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I think I think it's a cool cool vehicle. I think that uh, we could probably talk about this kind of stuff all night. Um, oh yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that's not necessarily bad. And I think that shows that they're doing a good job. Like, I don't know what what else has come out that's been that exciting this maybe in the last six months. I don't think since the Bronco maybe. I get I, so it's Ranger Raptor and ZR2 are interesting because the truck already existed, so it kind of. He's like, oh, cool. That's a neat thing to add in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that I was thinking about that every time these kind of things, especially with Toyota, when they come to market with something like this, it, they step up the game, which means it forces everybody else to, um, which is good for us as the consumers. It also means that all of the companies that are making upgradable things will uh, have to step up their game as well. Um, to make the aftermarket end of the off-road community better. Uh, yeah. I think there's I think a lot, Jesse... of, lot of upside. Even if I don't like the way it looks, and I'm not really a Toyota yeah. fan, I think there's a huge upside to any time they do something. So, yeah. Well, it pushes the the hobby further because it shows yeah. you know OEM support, which is what the Bronco did and what the Wrangler always does. It's the Wrangler thing. Um, yeah. Jesse there's a reason saying... nobody buys Frontiers unfortunately well that's what yeah that's what i was getting at jesse was mentioning like the the thing where it's like the ranger in the u.s especially sees like no aftermarket support why that mm-hmm. is yeah. i'm not completely sure but it it just didn't it flopped like people buy them mm-hmm. and you see them as work trucks or whatever all the time and there are people mm-hmm. that do modify them but not like tacomas like tacomas mm-hmm. are at the top of the heap when it comes to that. They're right next to the Wrangler with aftermarket mm-hmm. options. If you want an upper control arm for yeah. your Tacoma, third gen, whatever, you can just shop all day. Uh, there's so many options. Funny enough, Frontier actually outsells uh, Ranger. That's <laughs> insane to me. <laughs> Which is absurd because the F-150 is the best-selling truck in America. You'd think Ford buyers would 
co-mingle to the Ranger, and they do not. Well, yeah, I think that they buy an F-150. That's what yeah. happens. They yeah. look, and they yeah. go, oh, well, I want a small truck. Or I could get the F-150, which is the one. Mm-hmm. So the Nissan's one. And the, the Ranger so. went on that hiatus for however many years as well. So it's like everybody forgets that mm-hmm. there was a mid-sized truck that mm-hmm. was <laughs> made by Ford. Oh, you brought it back? <laughs> yeah, well, we can get an F-150 yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Who cares? The only thing yeah, so it's a weird one. The only thing I'm curious about with the Tacoma is that I always like to find and pick out their little shortcomings. Like A, it doesn't have a front differential. B, I can't lock my rear differential without putting it in four low, which is irritating. It's like, don't tell me when I can or cannot put on my diff. <laughs> if I want to put it on. Hey, I'm gonna put it 1994 on. 1994 technology. I mean, that's still, that's really common, though. Honestly, like you're go. you're grasping at straws there. I know, but it's still <laughs> one of those things. It's it's irritating to me as an individual who likes to appreciate off road. I get it for individuals that just buy the truck to run it on the stock tires and go. Oh, that. That reminds me really quick while we're complaining about things. The Trail Hunter, not only does that stupid sport bar look terrible, the wheels are not good. No. They look like something out of the like the Hilo lineup or something. Mm-hmm. Just a not good off-brand wheel. And that's another piece that I keep thinking, was that ARB or was that Toyota? Or was that Toyota saying to ARB, this is what we're going to do. I hope you're fine with it. <laughs> um... If you want to shift gears, you mentioned the Wrangler. Mm-hmm. So the Wrangler updates were, a, a couple of the highlights were the um, full float 44. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. About was that was really cool. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, the 120-volt outlets in the front and rear, that's nice. You, can, you don't have to rewire your fridge, uh, at least while you are driving. Um, the big radio, wireless CarPlay, all of the, I mean, pr- like kind of technology stuff, uh, technology upgrade stuff. Um, Rubicon X, which is not the 392, gets a 35-inch tire. Um, and 392 gets a 37-inch tire. It's a $100,000 Jeep, but <laughs> it's also oh, 400, Jesus it's also Christ. 425 horsepower Wrangler. Um, They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, 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 oh, uh, the other the other highlight was the factory installed eight thousand pound worn winch, hmm. um, oh, which for the X. The only other one I can think of that comes factory installed with a winch without getting into like the bison stuff is uh, power wagon, which is full size. Hmm. Uh, you can get one. You can get an optional on a super duty, but like on a tremor. But it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. Yeah, again, full size like the power wagon. Is. Yeah, yeah, but that's. Um, I wonder if that actually kind of reminds me. I wonder if to- Toyota does anything now. doesn't look like it on that Trailhawk. I-, I wonder if that'll be an option because they- they're kind of pushing their, like... You mean Trail Runner? You no. Know, uh, Trailhawk? No, Trail Trail Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, Trailhawk is a Grand Cherokee. Mm. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Could have been the Trailhawk. It's Trail something. I know that. Uh, anyways, they're, they're, they're talking about just like Ford did with Ford Performance. Like, look at all the accessories that we're going to offer and... Maybe that's one of them. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Jeep here, and it 
the inside stuff looks better for sure. I know those axle upgrades were cool. Um, you know, it's good. It's a good uh, good change. Yeah, it's their last mid-cycle refresh before we get a new, a new Jeep, um, which will probably be in like two and a half years. So something something in that in that axle de- debate. I was curious uh, if anyone has any speculation of will another car company put a solid front axle in something that is not a full size so nope. that it actually nope. competes with Wrangler at all. Nope. <laughs> no. Nobody has Not the existing architecture for it. The, as far as chassis goes, nobody has the existing uh, vehicle architecture for it, and nobody will spend ten million dollars R and Ding and developing a new one in order to do so. Jeep uses existing platform. They will evolve this platform for the next one, and that will probably be the last one. Um, because the other thing is, nobody's willing to sacrifice the weight and the drag that comes with a solid front axle. Did you notice the? the GT3 style air dam on the front of the Tacoma on the non off-road yeah. trims. <laughs> you mean the yeah. one that like, like this? It looks like a time like attack car. Three inches off the ground. The aerodynamics with a solid axle are, uh, are a huge, huge detriment. So nobody's willing to take that on um, outside of Jeep and the hybrid lets Jeep get away with it. But also, I mean, that's what Jeep, what, puts those uh, Jeeps ahead as far as off-the-lot, off-road capability. I mean... Well, yeah. But that, it, does, that doesn't sell. Like, it's some of it, but it doesn't sell. Like, you got to think about how many... Luke, you're not going to be able to tell me this, but, like, I'm curious what the actual percentage of Rubicons are sold in the Jeep line. It's got to be sub-20%, I would think. Actually, it's, and, like, two-thirds. Okay, well, thirty. It's it's the opposite of what you think. Um, it's it's well over half. Of those are being driven off road. Uh, yeah, but who, Jeep doesn't care. No, exactly. they're selling them. <laughs> what I'm saying is, they're not. They're not. How many Land Cruisers not... cruise the land off road? Oh, most of them. Most of them are in Hollywood. <laughs> Well, most yeah, land cruisers the, the G wagon debate. <laughs> mo- exactly, G wagons. You guys were talking about G wagons, and I'm like, the only people that buy G wagons are in Los Angeles, and they take them from their house to tennis. Or yeah, unless you're Aussie, Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> in Europe, people drive their G wagons like G wagons. They're farm tractors, like, but that's not how they're marketed or sold here. They're $150,000 plus uh, yep. grocery getters. They're, they're Range Rover competition. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's probably a good transition because we, we spent a lot of time on the uh, the amazing new Tacoma that Jesse thinks is the best looking Tacoma Oh, ever. come on. Well, easily. Oh, he like didn't even point out his favorite part. Slow I did. I, I literally, I have a, a giant list here. Of things oh to God. say about that Tacoma. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> well, leave out the part that on. you were really mad on about. On that note, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the thing I will I will end the Tacoma discussion on this, and it's literally I think the only thing I'm irritated about is that those fender wells do a square, and I think it looks stupid, 
and it literally allows square fenders. It allows only a thirty-five at most. I will say they look better than, or they look bigger than a Chevy square fender. So maybe there's some hope there. We we did uh, uh, like a. God, I don't know. I forget the company's yeah, really name, and I probably shouldn't people. shout them out here because it doesn't matter. Um, but we did a like two inch lift kit on a limited trim new Tundra and thirty five. Uh, they're like thirty five, twelve fifty, eighteens on it, and it was amazing how easy they fit. And that truck has the square wheel wells too. They're mm-hmm. not quite as bad, but they're they're square. So I'm hopeful that like you get at least the same you know upsizing potential that the third gen had. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. You put thirty sevens without a huge lift on yours, so like it's doable without yeah getting crazy. Oh, that's an interesting thing, and this might this might take Luke to uh, the thing he was talking about pre-show. I think that seventy four weld portal Mm -hmm. kit on the Stellar built Tacoma one such a cool thing, such a cool tech. I I love it. Like hands down, awesome. Nothing bad to say. But interesting fact, th- that truck is on 37s with no no fender cut. Both and a one-inch Jesse, lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse and uh, Colin's old truck, uh, not this Colin, another Colin, uh, 37s, big cut. Like, you, you've, you're cut yeah. up, what, an inch and a half, two inches into your fender line, or uh, fender flare. On me, yeah. on mine? Uh, on yours, I'm a right? little less than an inch, inch? about three-quarter. Okay. The big, so the biggest hurdle, bit, the biggest hurdle on these third gens is literally the cab mount. Yeah, that's where you hit. Well, doesn't that subframe change make that better? Because I know on Collins he had a stock cab mount that was not cut at all. No, well, because his kit pushed the front Wild forward. Speculation. So did mine. It's the same. His subframe. his kit was yeah. yeah. I did this, so I did mine before him, and I pushed my lower control arms forward. An inch, and I still with thirty sevens cut my uh, lower control or my uh, cab mount. Yeah, there's a picture of the new frame, but I can't see where the cab mounts are. But I imagine they're just as far forward as the old ones. Yeah, that would have been an easy fix. It's it's Toyota people. There's a community. They're gonna figure it out. There there's a massive following. This thing's gonna end up on a beam axle and. 38s in I guarantee you before 2024 oh, is over. Oh, by SEMA. By SEMA. Yeah, by we'll SEMA. Pictures we'll, of them at SEMA. Yeah, we will see them at SEMA on straight axles. At least one. Yeah. Uh, Fa- Fab 4s is going to do it out. or well, yeah, it's it's either going to be Fab 4s or, or... <laughs> But yeah, it's like Fab 4s, C4 Fab or uh Marlin Crawler is going to figure it out. They're going to put a a solid axle under this thing and 39s, 38s, or 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows um, yeah. That 74 weld. Uh, I saw that on Sean Holman's Instagram. Uh, that is pretty cool. It's a 3.8 inch lift without any suspension. I mean, aside from it being a new knuckle, um, without changing struts or lower control arms or upper control arms or um and it is what a 35 spline yeah something ridiculous also rear discs by the way jesse 
rear discs. <laughs> oh, and then it adds an additional 22% of reduction. It doesn't give the final... Oh, 1.2. Okay, 1.22 gear reduction. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. Have you seen the Wait till you see the price tag. Uh, 392s they've done that? Oh, it's 10 grand. Uh, oh, well, I'm on their website right now. So ten, Sean, you're you're way off at 10. Trust me. Yeah, I looked at sure the the ones that they have the ones that they have for Y62 petrols is fucking it's 20. Like that's your starting that point. Company? Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think it's so I don't think it's I'm 74 well, but Wells it's the same concept. I'm on 74 Weld's website right now. Uh, if I were doing my truck, uh, JT, yep. factory Rubicon axles, uh, and Willwood parking brake, $25,197. Uh, what, what was that, Luke? Sean, is there an apology coming? Or is that... <laughs> Not for me. I'm on, I, I knew it was going to be expensive. Per axle. Didn't I, wasn't yeah, I clear shot, about that? Oh, oh, per axle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's before yeah, Toyota. Because you'd, you'd only need rear or front. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, you could just do a four-inch <laughs> block in the back and portals up front. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it snow wheels so well, then. <laughs> That's fine. Around. Snow wheeling stupid. Nobody likes snow wheeling. I know. No one likes it. <laughs> me. Uh, I might like it more so, now that I have something that's not 7 million pounds. Yeah. Well, that's a great transition into, uh, have you installed your springs yet? No. <laughs> I don't want to do it in my driveway, man. Even... Like, I, I, I really, I really, really don't want to do it in the driveway. And it's just, Are you just been too busy at the shop and didn't have the space in the shop still. So, what if I mean the Audi? It could get wet during a thunderstorm. Is that the other problem? Yeah, but there's no way the Wagoneer fits in the freaking garage. Like I can, I, I can say, barely yeah. fit the JK in. Like I have to air down a 32 yeah. to get the JK in. That's so. I have my rig in the garage with the tent on it right now. Well, right. your driveway, your, your driveway is pretty in, flat. Yeah, mine's my driveway is an incline to get in, and then it flattens out. So I just it everything runs into everything. With the GFC, yeah. I can't fit my truck in. You still have the best garage out of all of us. Yeah, I just wish it were about three inches taller. You and me well, both. I just need three more <laughs> inches. That's what, that's what she said. <laughs> that's what they've been telling you, huh? Yeah, that's what she's that's been saying. It. Just that little bit more. It's, when you put it into percentages, it's not that much. Well, uh, that's fair. Jesse, so what are you, what, you've got a clunk that you're trying to fix? Are, you were talking about control arm bushings. Is that on this rig? Yeah, um, on the third gen when I change directions or turn a little bit where it forces the control arms to move a little bit, there is lower control arms. There is a clunk of some kind and it doesn't sound great. And if I want um, to get rid of this thing, I need to get rid of the clunk. Does it do it without the truck moving? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, how are your? Didn't you put a different steering rack in that thing? Yep, changed out the steering rack because there <laughs> was. Is a, it a new rack or is it like an aftermarket? Now this no, no, no. is uh, diagnostic talk. It is uh, a this is click and clack. Welcome to diagnostic. Uh, it is a brand Tyson. new, uh, oh, <laughs> brand new OEM rack from Toyota. Did you change the bushings? Which bushings? The ones the rack bushings that yes. hold it into the body. Okay. Yes, those rack bushings came brand new in it. Um, okay. Changing out the tie rod ends tonight. Um, I think it's it, it literally boils down to the relocation kit okay. from unsaid individuals company. Uh, but it's the same one that Colin. You used. can say their name. No, I don't. The know. vagary gets really. It's ridiculous. It's it's the 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 relocation <laughs> kit from JD Fab. So. I, it it's great. You can push it, push your axles or your uh, lower control arms forward. You can fit thirty sevens on two and a half inches of lift, but there's minor quirks that come with it. And one of them is, um, for some reason, it the spacers are not tightening down, and I hmm. think that my lower control arm on the rear side is actually moving, and the clunk is. The, I mean, I mean, we're talking point zero three, so at, at, at less than a sixteenth worth worth of a gap, clunking on the rear side of the LCA. Huh. That's annoying. So it's not a deep clunk; well, it's a sharp snap. I mean, I could take you over there and show anybody? you what's loose. Uh, no, that's okay. I don't think we need that. <laughs> I don't think that's good content. No, it's not great content. I'm just saying. You asked a question. <laughs> Everybody's going to love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, um, tens of listeners, what do you think of this sound? <laughs> yeah, we're going to diagnose it via the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, I've heard that song. Figure out the problem. <laughs> heard that sound before. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the only person that listens is Mike's mom, so. Oh. I'm so glad that she's listening. <laughs> that was a shocker. I, I'm fairly certain that my mother listens to it. Um, your mom oh, participates no. in anything any of your friends do. Dude. God, Every time I post on Instagram, I get a comment from Tammy. Yep. It makes me happy. Makes God me really bless happy. Tammy Rosanka. She supports all of us. <laughs> she's the best. She she's unconditionally loves every single one of us. <laughs> she doesn't even know you, Carl. How lucky are you? Tammy's a saint. <laughs> what do you mean? She's gonna I've listen. To this. <laughs> I've been to your oh, house. Right, you I've been have. to their house. Yeah, you have been to the house. I forgot about that. Man, I was there when oh, wow. <laughs> Ryan's wife ran over that giant rock. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh man, I wish I would have been there for that. <laughs> yeah. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, it was great, Luke. <laughs> it was great. Was it in her uh, car or his? No, it was in the uh, the three. It was in his truck. Twenty five hundred. It was in his truck. Yeah, it was the Chevy twenty five hundred. With the Juke didn't go rock crawling, huh? That's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. Oh, that's rough. Uh, any other like vehicle stuff, Luke? Are you just how's the Z? Have you made any new progress? No, I'm learning how to fly, so I haven't touched the uh, oh, Z car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm too good for the road now. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's driving in three dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> we have an there's XYZ. No, <laughs> there's no lines in the sky, Colin. <laughs> Let me know when you get inverted. Uh, um, oh, God. Yeah, no other uh, vehicle, vehicular updates on my end. Just uh, still a pile of mud in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about all that rain? That's got to be helping it. Yeah, not really. Okay. Yeah. Still there. I still I still have a little bit too, but the other car parks on top of it, so you can't even tell it's there. It's great. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, clever. Uh, it just looks I've like the Subaru's been off-roading. That's right. Well, it's tall. It's fine. <laughs> not, not as tall as Jesse's yeah. Subaru, but it's tall. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on, on mine. I'm really trying. Uh, I'm down to wiring and a couple welding projects, and then I should be able to fire it. So I'm pretty cool. excited. I got these really, really fancy uh, trans cooler lines because I didn't want to put AN lines on there because I thought AN lines were stupid probably a month ago. Now I've changed my tune, and maybe I should have done it that way, but I got custom bent uh Roadster shop, uh, hard or no, 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 street machinery, uh, hard lines, uh, and they're sick. They look really cool. Hopefully, though, they don't hit my trans tunnel, which seems to be a lot closer than I expected it to be, like in the middle of the tunnel. At well, the front, there's a mountain of room. You in got a hammer? Not so much. Oh, I do. And also, they're steel lines, so I can just bend. So it'll, it'll be fine. Um, I got to clean that up and, yeah plumb the fuel and good to go it's really hard by the way to find a I think it's like m14 to 6 a.m fitting which is what i need for my actual fuel supply line and a lot of people just hack it off re uh flare it and put a new fitting on and i didn't want to do that so uh now i'm waiting for uh radium so that's the place obviously um to to do that so we'll see well you're more of a man because when i uh when I had that issue on my tank, I literally hacked it off. I took a ball bearing and smashed it into it to flare it and then shoved the hose on there and double clamped it. <laughs> you know they make fittings for that, right? Like, I mean tools. They make tools for that. Yeah. It's very easy. You <laughs> yeah, can put them at AutoZone. Yeah, but I had a ball bearing laying around. You just take it and you smack it with a hammer and it flares it out real quick. <laughs> I mean, let the listeners manly, know that Jesse is an engineering professional. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am Don't a physicist. <laughs> I am not an engineer. I did physics. <laughs> but actually, I do want to. But you are an physics. engineering professional. Sure. Great. Yes. I am a redneck engineering professional. Listen to me. The guy who had three hoses blow up in a parking lot. <laughs> But I do want to That's go a... back to yours, Sean. I, I don't know if anybody actually knows what swap you're doing. Have we really talked about yeah. that? No, it's by design. Mm, not really. It's been mentioned, no, but it's... it wasn't like oh, it's a by design. in-depth okay. thing. No. If, if that's by design, yeah, leave we... it. No, it's not. Uh, we, we talked about it very briefly in like the first episode, but uh, my 80 series Land Cruiser doing an LS swap. Um, and I've built myself a wildly out of control, slippery slope of a 408 stroker motor with a bunch of other things on it. Um, <clears throat> and so far it's going pretty smooth, actually. 
like I, like I said, I'm pretty close, and I, I'm very surprised that my shout-out to uh, Selkirk Off-Road Land Cruiser Shop mounts bolted it in, no problem. I'm using a stock trans cross member that bolted right in. Your results may vary. I have no idea because the internet says that doesn't work, and it does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been good. I, I, I've been really happy and impressed with it, and I'm ready for it to drive now because I don't have a car, and that sucks. I'm about ready to get my <laughs> moped going, by the way, though. Hell yeah, Motorcycle you are. moment. We need to get Lauren in here. <laughs> Scooter that's, gang. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna scooter gang it up because I'm scooter gang is sick. Back. I don't want to say I'm sick of not having a car because it's been a couple weeks and I'm working from home, so whatever. But it'd be nice to be able to like you know go somewhere with something without having to ask or steal it from someone else. From your son. <laughs> mm. I'm not driving that death trap. My God. So we got on a yeah, moment last podcast, and we can do it again for a second. Myself and my wonderful friends that are in front of us today put the sickness of low cars and Volkswagens into my wonderful child. And now, because of that, and then me kind of taking a tangent into some writing in the stance community, uh, which I love, by the way, no, no disrespect on all that. I love all that the things. But when you're 17 years old and you have one car, uh, <laughs> the switch to four-inch tall 30K springs is horrendous <laughs> at best to drive. It, it is so bad. It I mean, is low. He needs, he needs better shocks. Good, but... Dude, he loves it. Yeah, well, it when he I, loves it. I, when I saw him... Uh, when I was meeting up with him to get the part swap and uh, he was coming in and on the other side, like the building, I, there's a building between me and the road. I could hear him coming because he hit a bump and it goes, Crack! I'm like, oh shit, that's old. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, he, that's my guy the right there. Of, <laughs> first words out of his mouth are, Oh, I think I scraped a little bit on the way in here. I'm like, yeah, I think you scraped a little bit. Sure did, bud. A bit. Sure did. He's obsessed with it, and it's good, and it's nice to see. But uh, but anyways, long story short, no, I am not borrowing that car. I did ride in it for the first time with the new springs like three days ago. And I said to him, it's way better than I expected, but the bar was set so low, you probably wouldn't even trip over it. It was like, not good. So, anyways. Um, I think the last thing that I wanted to go over uh, is our next trip, which I don't want to talk about in detail because I don't really think we need to, but what's the timing on that, Colin? How, how far out are we? Like a month before the next real camp trip? Oh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty much exactly because it's... Or no, yeah, we're it's further than that. It's two, two months, because typically, like, you know, we do July thirteenth. Yeah, typically we do Leavenworth, and you know, yeah, typically we do Leavenworth in June, and that kind of threw a wrench into all of the planning for trips. Uh, and then now, since we're not gonna do Leavenworth due to various schedules not working for basically anybody this year, um, we've got nothing in june so we can probably figure out some kind of you know 
wheeling trip or quick camp or something like that, but nothing serious. Well, if any of you want to come out to South Dakota, Eileen and I are going to try to go do some uh, little overlanding at Mount Rushmore next weekend. So, you know, camp on top of the mountain or something? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, apparently, Black Hills National Forest, as long as you have a uh, permit, like dispersed camping is like not a big deal. You could just pull hmm. to the side of the road and set up camp. So we're gonna go Come do on. that next weekend. Try and do That's uh, awesome. and we'll try and do uh, some of the touristy stuff, and we'll do like Badlands National Park, and uh, we'll let you know how that goes. There's some like like looking on Onyx and stuff. There's some like actual off road like stuff, but not a ton. So we'll see how deep we get into that. But it seems like most of it's just like Forest Service, like logging roads or whatever. Like not that big of a deal, but yeah. should be cool. Cool. Well, maybe next time we'll uh, dive in a little bit more on some whatever current news uh, is and, and just figure out um, if we can, I don't know, talk about what's happening in the world. Not too far, not the world, but just the vehicle world, because I don't want to start anybody, especially if Mike's here. My God, do you think no, we need a? Uh, do you think we need a news segment with like a jingle? Maybe. <laughs> do you have like a, a kind of jingle there, like It's the news with Mike. Yeah. Okay, so mark that and save it. <laughs> and save it. <laughs> oh, that's the one.